everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fortnite Story. I'm joined alongside a caster, analyst, content creator, and one of my good friends, Life with Panda. Thank you for joining us, Panda. What's going on, man? Hey, man, it's good to be here. I'm super excited to be on the podcast. I, I've kind of got to talk with you as it was kind of coming into fruition, so excited to be a part of the uh, journey here. Oh, yeah, we got the squad. So here's how we start this off. If you haven't listened to one yet, also, this is the inaugural episode with video, so shout out to you guys who are watching on YouTube. Uh, shout out to everyone listening on all the podcast platforms, but it's also on YouTube now. We're going to try and do this regularly. Anyway, back to you, Panda. We have to talk about where your name comes from. Why panda and, and why are we a life with a panda? Yeah, so it's kind of an interesting story. I knew that I needed to change my, my endgame name at the time. Um, I had worked in branding and marketing and stuff with many different companies. And I was like, real Batman 247 is just not going to work anymore. Uh, so I got a PlayStation 4 and it was time to, to switch it up. And uh, I go online. I'm super pumped. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do life with MK. It was kind of like a, like a, the thought was like a vlogger name almost. Um, and then it was my initials, MK. And so um, I was super excited about it. Get online. I click the first Sony website I see in Google. I go to sign up for the account. Come to find out it was the UK version of, the, of Sony's <laughs> website. So I sign up as life with MK on the UK version of Sony, right? So I'm like, well, frick. And it wouldn't let me log into the PlayStation. So I'm like, okay, now I gotta go back and try to make it on the US version. So I go back on, make it on the US version, doesn't work. It's like, this name's already taken. And I'm like, well, if I have to make a whole nother account, how is this name taken, but whatever. So I call Sony, right? I'm on the phone with them for three hours. And they basically tell me there's nothing they can do. You can't change, because at the time you couldn't change names on PlayStation and Sony. You couldn't like like literally they wouldn't let you do anything right they would even transfer just the region of the account from uk to us right wow. so very helpful yeah uh i mean sony has gotten better i wouldn't <laughs> say they're the best but they've gotten better for sure over the years um so i was like well i really like the life with concept and what do i want to do with this now so i was like okay you know what i love pandas i've always loved black and white like the color scheme has always been cool for me so I knew from a marketing standpoint and branding standpoint that the black and white colors would always be super dope to me if I ever decided to do anything with it, which years later I did, as you can tell. But um, And then I love pandas. I loved watching them roll around. Like my wife and I would watch YouTube videos of pandas in the zoo, just do like the cutest stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'll settle for it. It was almost Tiger, by the way. It was almost Life with Tiger, but panda is way better. Yeah, and if you guys are watching, make sure to look at the background and look at the content he's been putting out. Cause he's got a sick sign right behind him. Uh, you can kind of see it. His head's in the way, but uh, you can definitely see it in some more of his content changes, too. Um, mm -hmm. So, Panda, I'm going to ask you questions. This is actually one of the harder podcasts because I know you so well, so it's like hard to ask <laughs> questions and be genuinely curious. But I yeah. do want to know like how you all got started in the space like not just as a caster analyst content creator like first what got you interested in fortnite and, and why did you even want to begin here well so as a kid i was obsessed with halo right and, and i was obsessed with gaming i played a lot of kingdom hearts i, I liked a lot of story-based games um but halo 2 was always the game that kind of stood out for me I, I fell in love with it the online aspect playing with friends, being able to play against other people I don't know. Like, all of that was super enjoyable to me. Um, and I gamed throughout my entire life, but then I kind of took a break when I really started focusing on my career, which my career was in hospitality, for those at home that wouldn't know. Um, I worked for Disney, Marriott, and a ton of other companies uh, along the way. And so I kind of took a backseat to gaming until Fortnite came out. And my buddy was like, yo you have to get on fortnite like this game is this game is it make sure to go get a console do whatever you gotta do and uh make sure to play fortnite with me so i was like fine whatever when that's when i went out and bought the playstation tried to make the name and uh, did all that craziness and it just didn't work out in my favor um but uh, i started playing fortnite and i uh instantly got hooked it was um like most people that played during that time right you when you get 
into that chapter one early season feel like there's nothing like it right like impulsing your friend off the hill your friendly <laughs> fire i mean just everything about those early days was was super special so i got the opportunity to do the, uh to play the game fell in love with it and it was something it was the first time like i had fell in love with the game since halo 2 and again like i was saying like halo 2 had such a special place for me so when i found that same passion for a game I uh, I really got hooked, right? Hooked to the point where the job I had at the time, I was actually, I, I won't say where I was working, but I was a, a general manager at a hotel. And I would schedule my day around going home to play Fortnite Respect. with my friends. Like, that's how I scheduled myself because I was so obsessed uh, with Fortnite in the early days. And so that's how I kind of fell in love with Fortnite. And then uh, I went to World Cup. Uh, I just continued to follow what Fortnite was doing competitively, non-competitively. And then uh, COVID hits, right? We're, we're in 2020 now. And um, it was the April FNCS season, April, March, April, May, some, somewhere right in there in uh, 2020. And uh, I had kind of streamed a few times beforehand. And I had done it originally so my wife could watch from Florida when I moved up to New Jersey. That's a whole nother story. But, um, and I would just give away stuff. Like I'd give away computers, like crazy stuff. And then I'd dip because I was making so much money at the time. I had no <laughs> clue what to do with it. And so I, I, I did that for a little bit and then COVID hits. Um, and my buddy's like, we should do an FNCS viewing party from your stream. And I was like, uh, yeah, you know what? Why not? Right. So we're all drinking, having a good time. I load up the stream and I'm like, you know what, chat? 10 subs, I'll come back streaming full-time, I'll give away some stuff, and then I'll probably disappear again. Um, but if I get 30 subs, I'll give away a PC. I had 30 subs within like 40 minutes. Okay. So it, it took no time whatsoever. And and so it's like, at that point, something felt different about that time around, especially because I was able to balance it way easier with my job working from home on top of streaming. So that was really cool. And then... I kind of one thing led to another. I started talking to the community you might know him as Brave Edits, Nikki Movement. However, you know him, uh, I started talking to him. He had commissions open, and he took me on as a client. Um, and then one thing led to another. He connected me with Monster D Face. Then one thing led to another. From there, I got on the podcast with him, the Fortnite podcast. If you don't already know, SVG, myself, Monster, always breaking it down. And then monster was kind of like have you ever thought about casting and sure enough i was like yes public speaking has always been a thing that i've been passionate about it's been my career in hospitality and real estate and, and taking that to a, a different medium was super cool in concept and theory to me so as soon as he asked that i was like yeah yeah i would definitely be interested in casting like what do you recommend like how do i do this how do i learn and he was super genuine, helped me every step of the way, um, gave me advice on everything I did, and got me my first show with Nerd Street Gamers. And Hell so yeah. I ironically partnered with uh, Jacob PR for my first show. Okay. <laughs> so it, it's funny that we kind of full circle moment. We came back on the NA West broadcast last FNCS, but um, it was uh, it was a really cool experience how it happened, and it was kind of like a movie. I cannot describe it like. It, it, you had to you had to be a part of, of that space and, and watching me transform into it to truly understand. But like even my friends back in the day where they would hear my voice and they'd be like, you should do something with that. I'm like, yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> now, I have to ask you a question because Monster says you have two voices, right? You have the one mm -hmm. you're talking to me right now. And then can we hear the other one? So I have I have several voices oh, to be okay. clear, right? Fire I'm actually away, working man. on I'm working on being a voice actor. I'm not I'm not even gonna lie. So that's kind of something else that's working on I'm working on behind the scenes. But I have uh, my standard voice, and then I have the radio voice, like <laughs> a little bit different. It, you tune in with SBG here for the Fortnite story, like just a little bit different. It's not too different, right? Okay. But Monster hates that voice. Yeah. Let's be clear here. <laughs> If you if he listens to this podcast and he hears that he's going to message me immediately. Um, so 
but no, I have uh, several different voices. Th that one specifically I used to cast in the beginning, and that's why Monster didn't like it. I used it for the podcast in the beginning and then to cast in the beginning, and he's like, stop it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me like uh, a damn person. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. I remember him telling me that, that story. And, like, just hearing it from both of you guys is so funny. Uh glad we, we still get to hang out regularly and do the Fortnite podcast um yeah. that's cool man that's an interesting so it went from working as a general manager at a hotel to mm -hmm. then scheduling your day around Fortnite, mm -hmm. to then connecting with brave and monster and then he's like yo you might be good at this you know here try this thing and, like, if any of you guys know how Monster G-Face acts, he's always, like, very generous and always wanting to give back to the community. Like, I owe some some shouts out to Monster, too, for helping me out along the way. Uh, but it's just really cool to see that you put in, then, the work because he's not going to just give you something, right? If if you know yeah. Monster, it's it's earned. It's not necessarily just, like, here's something on a platter and I'm going to let you do whatever you want with it he saw something in you maybe it was the voice maybe it was the radio voice <laughs> and i was like all right this guy is gonna do something and so since then you do you have any idea how many events you've casted Ooh, that's a question um i gotta be closing in on like a hundred events easily i think Oh man, it's definitely got to be close to 100, if not just over 100 events now. Because like in October alone, between F and CS, and I did, I literally did like a show almost every single day last October. So between like the 20 shows I did that month, and all the other shows I've kind of accumulated around that, uh, definitely close to, if not just over 100. Damn, that's kind of crazy. Do you, how do you feel? Like, I hate this question, but mm -hmm. from event number one to, I think I just did the last event that you worked with you last Friday. You did. Um, like, what is the difference in you and then how you see the position that you're in? You know, I kind of had a, a realization moment when we did the phase elite cup that my casting <laughs> my I couldn't casting. do that during it because Connor told me not to. But phase yeah, up. it literally phase <laughs> up. Um, so it was it was a realization for me that my casting wasn't what it was before. And and you and I kind of talked about this behind the scenes. But when when I took on uh, the analyst role with FNCS, I really took a backseat to casting. I didn't accept as many third party events. Um, I really wanted to focus on being the best analyst I could be, especially considering when I took that role, I had never done that before. So I, I really focused on analysts. But then what I, <laughs> what I found out is when I went back to casting, I wasn't casting as well as I used to, right? So now I'm using, like, obviously I'm trying to get as many third party events as possible, not doing FNCS this season. Uh, I'm using my short form content to practice casting. Uh, which has been honestly super helpful, especially when I really focus in on what I'm saying. Like sometimes I'll do multiple takes. I try to keep it to one take so it, the the reactions are as genuine as possible, but sometimes it takes multiple takes, but it also helps me at the same time be a better caster because I can work off of like getting the best reaction for a moment. Um, so full circle, I'm, I'm definitely better than I was show one. But I've kind of regressed a little bit and definitely going to be working working back to where I felt like I was my strongest. I feel you on that. I think for me, it was easier to be an analyst than it was to be a caster mm. because for me, like that is what I do. I make videos analyzing Fortnite like that has been mostly my career within this space. Um, so I always not struggled, but it was more difficult for me to become natural and fluid as a caster. Whereas you kind of have that voice already and you can like fluctuate and go different ways as we saw just a second <laughs> ago. But um, yeah, it's interesting to hear that now the analyst has 
not hurt you obviously because it gave you a different perspective but changed the yeah. way you, you look at things and now you mentioned something you're not on the fncs broadcast i'm sorry i'm, I'm right there with you <laughs> um but you know talk to me about what you're doing outside of that like what is the game plan now that you're not going to denmark yeah, so if the community doesn't know, if you're listening in and, and you don't know, NA West as a region has been removed from the broadcast coming up this FNCS season. With that being done, my immediate first response was, how do I fill this void, right? I had already kind of built a really solid connection with the NA West community. I didn't want to just leave them hanging uh, with everything going on. So I started kind of talking with Epic a little bit behind the scenes and working on what we're now calling the NA West Watch Party. This is a, a super special event for NA West where we're going to be every day that there's a broadcast for the for EU and NA East, there will also be an NA West Watch Party immediately after NA East. And this is going to include a ton of cool stuff. So we're going to have rotating casters and analysts. We're going to have player interviews. We're going to have special community prediction videos. Uh, there's going to be a lot of content that's very similar to the broadcast, but also some new elements that hasn't really been done by anybody before. So I'm kind of pushing to um, get the community involved as much as possible. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited uh, to get the community's response, see how they like it, and, and honestly see how we can continue to improve because it's just very new. And, and honestly, SVG knows it has consumed my entire life for the last couple of weeks. Like. Literally every morning, it's three TikToks, and then I'm on meetings, getting things ready, prepping, talking to pros, like doing a ton of stuff in preparation for the NA West Watch Party. Yeah, I respect the grind. Like you, like you said, I've heard how it is, and <laughs> like I'm, I'm here to support in any way I can. Obviously, I'm choosing to go a different route, which uh, hopefully I can share soon. Probably by the time this is out, we could share it, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I respect you putting that together. It's important for West to continue to be elevated because even though they're not, I don't even want to say not official because they are official. They're just in different languages for Brazil. Japan does uh, South America and then an Asia broadcast. Now there's three regions that aren't getting broadcasted. That's Middle East, that's OCE, and that's NA West. All, the other four are getting broadcasted in some form, whether it be from the studio or do, done differently by the teams for Brazil and uh, the Japanese team, which is really interesting. So basically, more than half is getting broadcasted, cutting one back, but still going to receive, from my understanding and everything you've told me, a ton of attention, ton of effort, and I'm really interested in can't wait to see how it works out. Hopefully, I could pop in, you know, a couple times. Say what's up. Uh, of course. But I'm happy that you're taking that on, and I hope it goes well for you. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. No, it's it's definitely an undertaking for sure. But like, I've literally been in talks with everybody in the community, like pros, creators. Like, I'll I'll, I'll leak it here, right? There's one creator. I don't know if uh, if you've heard of him. His name is, is Sods. He's been, so he's kind of like this um, comedic poster on Twitter, and he creates these, like, kind of meme videos about whatever's going on in Fortnite. Uh, I got him involved, and he may or may not be working on some stuff for the NA West Watch Party. So it'll be fun. Uh, again, as much community involvement as I can get, we're going to make happen. I'm even potentially convincing Faxity to come on and cast. If you don't okay. know... He's been wanting to cast any West for a long time. So yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be able to make that happen. Just depends on how he performs, because I don't know if you saw this morning, but he's playing with Saf. I did see that. That is um, <laughs> interesting, to say the least, right? Because I don't want it to be a half-assed Saf. I want it to be like, this is one of the greatest players of all time coming back after a short break, but I'm... One concerned he's choosing to play on West. He, he might be out there. I don't know where Saf lives. Uh, he, he's in New York, to be honest. Okay. But... So he's he's playing on 80 ping. So, like, how seriously is he taking this? Um, which, you know, I don't want him to be ruined, right? If we talk about, like, Michael Jordan with the Wizards. Like, yeah. no one really talks about that. 
yet it doesn't hurt his legacy. But there's other players that have like a second stint in other sports and then it does hurt their legacy. So I don't want that to ruin what, in my opinion, is like easily one of the top 10 players of all time in Fortnite in SAF. Nonetheless, hopefully they either do really well, qualify week one, so then you got, you know, qual two, qual three, and semis to to get Faxity on there, maybe even bring his (laughs) duo mate uh, on board. That'd be really cool. Or, um, you know, they don't do so well and he's not playing the the broadcasted round, so he comes on either way. Yeah, I I have faith that they're going to do well. So, one thing I like to to think about when when people come from east to west is it's been done before and it's been done in a way that gets the people qualified to the finals. Like like last season it was Prism and Backity who they played from NA East on NA West and they qualified to the finals of FNCS. So, it's possible it's not going to be easy by any stretch of the means, but if somebody's going to be able to do it, it's going to be a legend like Saf. Like that—that's just me. That's my take. And I'm actually between you and me. I'm kind of excited. I tweeted this out yesterday. I was like, I, I've noticed a lot of NA East pros are looking to go NA West, right? But mm-hmm. imagine the ecosystem if that happens, right? Let's say you get a major creator pro like a Clicks, for example, goes west for a season. To, to try and win it all, right? Imagine the viewership shift. Because from a broadcast standpoint, a lot of people tune in to watch their favorite pro or their favorite creator pro uh, compete. So you take away that from a region and put it in another region that's no longer broadcasted, like, that takes eyes away from the region that is broadcasted. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that shift happens. But... Um, this season is going to be interesting. We had a, a pretty quick turnaround from one FNCS to another, which I think is going to lead to lower player counts across the board, which we've Definitely. seen increasingly lower player counts. But um, I'm hoping that it's not dramatically different. That's an interesting point you bring up because I could definitely see that happening for some of the, like, the, the pros signed to T1 orgs because like NRG, 100 Thieves, TSM, like they all have facilities out there. I think even Liquid has a facility out like in LA area. I don't know exactly where they're at, but they're out west. And yeah, it could be very conceivable to have for content purposes one of those players move out there, film everything, do almost like a stories of the battle by type beat where you're watching this player compete, train, what they do in their free time, all this stuff making content on the side with the org and then you put all this together like that seems like a great idea to me the only issue is you're taking away half the potential prize pool from an na east player and you know it depends right it depends on who the player is what the org is prioritizing what the player is prioritizing so there is opportunity and i could see it work out but it's kind of like an an all-in to get one of those guys out there and I think right now, I would love to hear your thoughts because you're more in tune with West than I am. But right Right. now, it seems like West has had a shift where it used to just be pure domination by Ark, Epic, and Rex. And then Reet was in there for a little bit. Snacky and Favs have kind of pushed up. And now it's kind of Snacky and Favs region. But I almost feel like right now, it's it's open, open game for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it, it definitely is. So I'll break it down, right? It, it's Arkham, Epic Whale, Rex until um, Season 8, where Reet, it was Reet, Snacky, and Favs end up taking the win, right? Then Grand Royale comes around. Reet leaves Snacky and Favs to go with Ark and Epic Whale. They win Grand Royale. Then Season 1, Chapter 3, Snacky, Favs. Season 2, Snacky, Favs. Now we're going into Season 3, right? But there's been a pretty big shift in, in teams it's always been arkham epic whale they've all they've been together for so long right now arkham hasn't touched the game much at all this season and it is the epic whale reach show and it's been interesting they've played multiple regions placed top 10 in multiple regions like they're playing very very well and that leads me to believe that this could be a season where they take it now another team you kind of have to look out for or another couple teams from NA West that could potentially dethrone the Snacky Favs epic whale storyline that's existed in West for so long. Um, Mitty Moose 
Batman Booga um, and his duo. I can't think of his duo's name off the top of my head right now. But these teams are teams that we definitely have to pay close attention to. So far in the season leading up to FNCS, all have performed exceptionally and have a really solid chance at being that top team leading into FNCS. Okay, so you're kind of along the same lines as me. It is up for grabs right now. It's not Mm -hmm. necessarily a single duo or in the past trio that's just going to dominate everything. That's cool. I'm always – I like the parody. I I like the competition, and that's, I think, why it's been – not frustrating, I guess, but, like, not as interesting to me last year watching NA West – this past yeah. year was was pretty cool. You know, it was like when, when you're watching the Cavs and the Warriors go to five straight NBA finals. It's like, come on, man. Like, I don't – who cares who wins at this point? Like, they've all yeah. been here. There's no, like, celebration. But now it, it is that, you know, someone new gets to get there. So that, that's uh, interesting to hear, and I'm looking forward to see seeing who does well. Um, I, have to, I have to ask now. You mm-hmm. have discussed you're going the content grind, right? And this is something that was hinted on the Fortnite podcast for months, but has uh, now come out in full force. Yeah, I would love to share. I'd love to hear. You know what exactly the plan is and what you're doing, and you know maybe shout yourself out where people can find you. Yeah, well, I, listen, I appreciate that. Um, it's been right now. I'm in the early stages. I, I brought somebody on to, to Team Panda. Uh, his name is Sammy. Incredible, incredible dude. Um, and he has been like a workhorse behind the scenes helping me with the TikToks. And also he's going to be helping me with YouTube videos and thumbnails and stuff moving forward. So he he's extremely talented, but has never really worked with somebody. So this is going to be kind of like his first stint of like really growing. So what I'm doing right now is I've started off with three TikToks a day. I, I, I do not settle. Every day, three TikToks. First thing in the morning, I wake up, uh, coffee, shower, change into the studio, lights are on, and we pick a color for the day, right? And, and so that color for the day is in the morning is the same color as when it's published later in the day. It is always the same. So um, I don't usually record ahead of time. I always record on the day of. It keeps the, the clips fresher. And I always look for clips that are like the night before, even the morning of, to, to keep the content um, at a certain at a certain uh, quality level. And then moving forward, we're obviously doing a lot of stuff with the NAS watch party. But pa- past the NAS watch party, um, I plan on doing a series uh, similar to stories from the battle bus, where I, I really sit down and do a deep dive into a, a pro's life. Um, talk with them, interview them, um, but also really get a breakdown and a sense of who they are. And I'm potentially, this is, I've talked to you a little bit about this, but I'm potentially going to take some time uh, in the following months, like September, October, and fly over to California and, and sit down with some of these West pros that are already in the area. So lots of stuff coming Lots of great content. I'm going full force into content. You already know. Um, So it's going to be really cool. So for those that want to find me, you know, tiktok.com slash at LifeWPanda, Twitter, LifeWPanda, YouTube and Twitch, Life with Panda, the full thing, Life with Panda. So make sure to check me out. Follow me there. And uh, yeah, the content is coming, man. The content is coming. I love it. I love it. You've been on the grind and I respect it. Like it's (laughs) not, I have been urged to do more tiktoks because of seeing you and your efforts you're putting into all that so one it's awesome to watch but two thank you for like inspiring me to to do that (laughs) Uh, i'm not three a day i'm barely at one a day if that so you know (laughs) we get three four a week maybe yeah, I've, it's funny because I have some friends who they were posting TikToks pretty regularly and then they kind of slowed down and then I started doing it and they were immediately back on the grind, all of them. And it was so funny because um, I even see them changing the way that they did it, right? So before they would just like post a clip. It was funny clip. They put some subtitles on it, whatever the case may be. But now they do the intros, right? So they intro into the videos. So it's like 
and they're posting more than they ever did in the past. It, it's kind of nice to see. Um, I'm always big on supporting my friends uh, in, in any walks of life. As long as you're a friend of mine, I'm taking care of you and, and helping you out any way I can. But now, honestly, these this last few weeks since we kind of came to the conclusion that we weren't coming back, uh, it has been nothing but content posting and studying the best ways to deliver content. Like I've literally digested hours of content on how to build short form, uh, short form stuff and how to post it. What's the best times to post it, how to analyze when the best times to post things are like how quickly you should get your hook to, to, to hit what percentages you need to be at, at the end of a three second mark in a video to know that it's going to do well, like everything. So um, I've, I've invested a lot of time, but I've always been the type of person that when I commit to something, I commit 150%. Like there's no, there's no chill about it. So it's like, like I said before, it's me wake up first thing in the morning, three uh, shower change, TikToks, um, meetings, content, other content, whether it's doing voiceover content for other channels or scripting or I, I've, it's just been nonstop. So nonstop grind okay hey keep it up man it's it's getting obviously you've seen the recognition already just from doing it for what like a week and a half maybe two weeks yeah just past the two week mark okay and the growth is actually crazy i think so on youtube i've put up over a hundred thousand views um on tiktok i'm at like 90k views uh in two weeks and uh, follower count on TikTok went from like 150 to I think I'm almost at 700 right now, and then YouTube has been like 300 to uh, almost 600. So oh, yeah. close to close to double on YouTube and like almost quadruple now on TikTok. So it's really interesting. Now Instagram, I'm gonna be honest. I, I posted the Instagram as well. I think I've gone up like 10, 15 followers, <laughs> but I've never I've never been one to use Instagram. I'll be honest. So. Uh, I'm trying some different stuff today. I'll let you know how those okay. videos go, but yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. Um, now, yeah. I'm interested. You said you've been studying this stuff, and I've somewhat talked to you about it, but not even really. Like, You want to share some of the insights that you've received? I mean, obviously, don't tell us entirely how the sausage is made, but, you know. Um. So, so I got you. I got you. So TikTok <laughs> specifically... Um, I've, I, and I've, I've noticed this specifically with gaming, the more hashtags you post that is related to the game, the better. And on Instagram, it's the opposite. You post one hashtag that's related to the game, right? Obviously in every niche, it's a little bit different, but you have to find the hashtags that help flow your content the best. Um, YouTube shorts, uh, same thing. YouTube has always algorithmically rewarded, um, consistency. So if you're going the YouTube route, YouTube shorts, YouTube videos, whatever the case may be, as long as you're consistent, um, the algorithm will uh, will take care of you. Unless you're like Mr. Beast and you just post whenever and still get hundreds of millions of views. But um, now, the, the kind of getting into the meat and potatoes of a video, right? So the way that you structure your videos is you have two time frames you want to aim, aim for. Unless you're just going for a crazy long video, then you do you and good luck. Um, but you want to keep it under 10 seconds or between 20 and 30 seconds. The first three seconds need to be the hook that, that keeps someone engaged and interested in. And whatever the like full concept of your video is from that point on needs to be enticing and interesting. And you need to maintain 57% retention from the first three seconds. So you get three seconds into a TikTok and you have 57% watching past that or more, then your TikTok has the has the that growth pattern that could lead to virality that everybody looks for on TikTok, right? Um, if it falls below that 57%, analyze why, and you keep going. And and so I've noticed it very, very, very well. Every TikTok that's on my page that is less than a, a 1,000 views, which isn't a lot of them, fortunately, um, all of them didn't have retention past that three second mark. And everyone that has exceeded that has like has had better than 57%. So it's really, 
it's interesting. There's all those little nuances of these platforms that you have to hit. But when you hit them, man, are they rewarding. Yeah, it feels good. When you just see those numbers starting <laughs> to skyrocket. Like, that's the hardest thing um, that I've had to distance myself from is trying not to allow my mood to be altered by numbers on a on a screen because like at the end of the day that is kind of you know the career that we have and it is important to get views it's important to have people engaging in your content but you can't let it either like just juice you up because you had one video that did well because ultimately mm-hmm. it's going to come back down like it's the same with streaming you know you may have your best stream ever but eventually, you know, you're going to have less viewers than that. And you have to keep it in perspective because if you let that change your mood, especially when it goes the opposite way, right? Like if a video does terribly, then you're not going to be as mo- motivated to make the next one. And I've ran into that several times myself where, especially on YouTube, you know, I spend hours, days working on a video and it just shits the bed. And I'm like bro, I spent so much time. And then I've talked to you about this. I'll put out a video that takes me 30 minutes to make literally one film sesh press record, screw around in creative or like show how a weapon works. 60,000 views. Like what is. (laughs) Yeah. Fortnite is an interesting category on YouTube for sure. Um, I've noticed, and this is one thing like there's obviously a breakdown of YouTube videos and you and I, like you mentioned, we've talked more in depth about it behind the scenes. Um, it's, it's kind of the, the, the philosophy that Mr. B stands by. And a lot of these other creators are starting to adapt. Even if you watch like, like courage, JD, his reacts channel and cypher PK, his reacts channel. Um, they've both started to exceed like 500 K to a million views, which is not something that was happening before, um, for these gaming creators. Um, at least not consistently. And the reason that that they're finding so much success in these React videos is because of the quick cuts, like intro fast, uh, hint at something amazing at the end of the video, like these very, like very specific things that you do at certain times in a video that psychologically get someone to stay in the video from start to finish. And that's what YouTube is. The more someone watches it, the more someone values the content in it or you keep them hooked and engaged till the end, the more it gets pushed off to the next person. And, and like you like you mentioned, sometimes you could put in a ton of effort into a video, but if it doesn't meet that criteria, it doesn't kind of connect or keep a person engaged, it's not gonna hit those numbers. Uh, and also thumbnails and titles, like if they're not like perfect, which drives me nuts, um, if they're not perfect, people won't click on it. So it's just a list of things that that kind of happen with YouTube. Whereas that's the nice thing about TikTok and and even YouTube shorts and stuff, right? You kind of just post it. You put a quick title. There's no thumbnail. There's no like excessive thought, like, and you just go and and the views just kind of appear. Yeah, it is like a much different game. Um, So I'm interested to just personally you know, we were on the broadcast, you longer than I, and that was kind of something we, we did for a while. But now that it doesn't necessarily look like that is happening anywhere in the near future, um, I, I want to know, like, what your goals are for even just this year. Because, like, I personally have been struggling to figure out, like, what the heck am I trying to do? What am I trying to accomplish? And for the longest time, it was getting on the broadcast, and now I, I am personally lost. So, as an interested person and like a friend, I'm just wondering, you know, what are you trying to do? Well, I mean, you knew since the beginning of this year that content was going to be a main focus for me in the year, and it took me so long to launch it. And then when I finally got everything in place, the studio was done. I still didn't just immediately go into it. As much as I, I brought the camera to Denmark. I had plans to do things. Um, I let FNCS consume me. But now with that extra free time, I, I it's kind of, I, I've been telling my wife this and a few other people that it's been a blessing in disguise that I'm not on the broadcast this season. While obviously it's great to be on the broadcast, it's great to uh, 
hang out with the your friends and stuff and be able to put on a show like that it also creates this level of motivation in me at least that i haven't i haven't seen since before i was on the broadcast because realistically just like you mentioned a moment ago when you're a caster when you're in this role your goal is to get to the broadcast once you get there it's like what now right so that's kind of that moment that I'm sure you and I both had, right? We got to the broadcast and now we're like, well, we're here. Like, <laughs> uh, is that going to change? And in, in our minds, right, if you look from all the seasons they've done, casters don't just disappear off the broadcast. So you get comfortable. And and that that complacency of being comfortable in those situations led me not to start creating content so that's why i i've said that and i've looked at it in a positive way and said that this is a blessing in disguise because it really has kicked me in gear to to focus solely on content and now some of the content that i'm going to be able to create and some of the stuff that i'm doing um i'm already seeing great success in it and i think that's just going to continue to be the case as we push on and elevate the content that i'm working on happy to hear that it's a. Uh... It's got to be tough to do. Um, I know we both went through it, but just to like look at things in a positive, but knowing you for the longest time, you're always someone that looks at things positively. And like the best way to describe my first few interactions with you and like now, you know, we've been friends for a while. I thought you were so nice that it had to be fake. Like straight up, I just didn't think that you could be that nice. And then like you just kept being that nice. I'm like, he just is one of the nicest person people I'm gonna meet, and thank you. It's it's funny because you know I I talk to other people and they sound and say the same thing. So, uh, you know that positivity, that spirit, and just being a genuinely good dude, it'll help you out, uh, especially in this space. But you know also can sometimes be a problem uh, because people will take advantage of it. So. I, yeah, I'm not trying. I don't know why I said that last part. Just... No, but it, it, it's true. And, and I'll, I'll tell you this, right? I've had those experiences here in this scene and and even when in my work life, because I am who you see on the Internet is me. Like, it's not it's not a facade. Nothing changes when I go to SPG's house for a barbecue or I'm on stream or I'm on broadcast like it genuinely is me. And it's funny because, like, people have always come to me about, like, my Twitter, for example. I'm super positive on Twitter no matter what the situation is. Even if, like, the meta in Fortnite is not great, I'm still positive about it. Like, there there could be things that are improved. I give, like, criticisms and stuff, but it's always positive in a positive way. And I've I've gotten DMs that are literally like, bro, we get it. You're an epic employee. Stop (laughs) sucking their Like, (laughs) it's so ridiculous. Um, But... No, that's just who I am. Um, I learned a long time ago that being an asshole doesn't get you anywhere in life. You can't say that. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just. <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry. And, and I was fortunate to learn that lesson early and not carry it uh, for long. Because there are people that they get the things that they want to get and do the things they want to do by being an asshole, but it plateaus at some point. And I've noticed that me being genuine... Uh, concerned about everybody like that's i guess my biggest piece of advice and biggest piece of who i am is there's not a single person that you can put in front of me um outside of people that maybe have ruined that relationship in the past for abusing it whatever the case may be but it's very few people to be honest um but uh no matter who you put in front of me i'm gonna treat them the same right like for svg I'll do whatever he needs me to do. I'm his friend, right? I'm going to be there, like, through thick and thin. If I don't know you, like, and you need something, and I see it, and I'm in in a position where I can help you, I will. I mean, a perfect example of this, and I won't mention the name, and and I won't mention too many details, but there was somebody that was struggling in the community. I didn't follow them. They didn't follow me. I just happened to see it because somebody on Twitter liked their post that I follow, and... I gave them enough money and stuff to put their power back on, get their internet back going, and they can continue streaming and doing what they love to do. So it was like, that's who I am. That'll never change. Um, and that's what translates into, as SVG mentioned, 
the nice guy the nice guy that he's met <laughs> spg has only seen me genuinely upset once like and to be fair i was very upset that day yeah. but but um deserve it but no so. yeah it but it, it's i am i'm a pretty calm collected person always yeah i would i would say so in the time that i've known you that's very accurate so I want to talk outside, like say, say we step out of this chair, you leave your studio. Like what is life with Panda? Like what else do you like to do? You know, what do you enjoy spending time doing or pursuing outside of simply content gaming? I'm going to be honest with you. Recently, it hasn't been much of anything, right? I, I do like to spend time with the people I'm closest with. Like, I like to go to an occasional movie with friends. I mean, you know that. Uh, uh, but outside of that, I don't really do much. And you can tell that if you follow me on Twitter. Because if you look at my likes, you look at my posts, you you look at anything that is interaction-based from my Twitter, you'll see that there's there's not an hour in the day that I don't spend at least 10 minutes on Twitter from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. So, because I am consumed by wanting to be the best version of Life with Panda that I can. So, does that take away from other things? Yeah. Um, but it fortunately hasn't ruined any relationships in my life yet. Knock on wood. Um, and I do, I do know to prioritize us time with my wife. That's the biggest thing. So Super it's important. literally Life with Panda. Prioritize time with my my wife, and that's basically all I do in a day. Hey, it's important, man, especially like in our space because it can be all consuming, and it also can take as much or as little time as you're willing to give to it. So if Mm -hmm. you don't create separate time outside of like this space for your wife, or even you know friends, people you love, um, you'll miss out on that. And, you know, you only live for so long. So happy to hear that you prioritize that time. I mean, I know you've hung out with me a few times recently, so it's not like uh, it's only online, even though we do hop and call a good bit. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, And it's funny that you mentioned, like, how hard it is to prioritize for us. Like, People at home might not realize this, but, like, our wives work nine to fives, right? So when when they get off of five, they're home by, like, 530, 6 o'clock. And at that point, you have to prioritize spending time, obviously, with your other half. It's very, very important to, to not neglect them. But when you're in gaming, most, especially like tournaments and, and things like that, most of that stuff happens after 6 p.m. Like, it's not often that that stuff is happening earlier in the day. So uh, work-life balance uh, is not necessarily the easiest thing in gaming. Uh, however, I mean... You've said it. I've said it myself. Like we have the best job on the planet, and I wouldn't trade oh, it for yeah. the world. Yeah, it is important though because you, we have so much flexibility with our time because we can do whatever we want besides like tournaments or specific events throughout most of the day or even at night. But like our significant others, they are you know slotted into this time that time and that time and a lot of people don't understand that sometimes because i have a weird schedule right i play video games in the morning i make videos in the morning or afternoon and then i i work on other stuff typically afternoon like i'll grab lunch work out do that and then come back finish up whatever i was doing for the day and try and be done by six my goal is always to try and finish by six so that way when lexi comes home i can be like oh cool all right, you know, we're hanging out, boom, we can have dinner together every night for the most part. Now, FNCS is coming up, tournament grind's coming up, so that's yep. going to change. And those conversations suck sometimes. It's like, oh, uh, Lexi, I am going to be late for your uncle's birthday party because I have to do an event. Like, that's not <laughs> a fun, fun conversation, but I think – having that dialogue is really important because yeah you know sometimes you're gonna have to have let's say not fun conversations um 
or at least I have. I, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but I know um, that it gets difficult sometimes, and you, you have to communicate that because if the wife is not happy, we don't get to do this because yeah. they're going to be like, yo, get your butt and go work a job. I'm tired of you freaking playing video games all day. <laughs> uh fortunately we have like i said before we have one of the better jobs in in the space that allow like we don't necessarily have to stream eight hours a day and do this do that to be making a very livable wage so um that part is super nice um but fortunately emily early in our relationship we we set this rule that no matter what it is we'll be extremely supportive 110 percent um and for her early on it was photography for me now it's this um and and even for like one of the biggest steps um and things that we did in our relationship is when we moved from florida to new jersey that was not an easy decision to make uproot yourself from your family your friends and all for a job and that's what what had happened is i took a job in new jersey and um Fortunately, she's been super supportive every step of the way. I haven't really had uh, too many of those conversations where it's like, hey, I have to do this. She's more more along the lines of, oh, okay, like that that works. There's only been, again, a very select few times where it's like something that we agreed on that we had set in place. And then, you know, SVG and esports, like things could pop up the day before or the day of like, hey, hey, this caster can't do this. Can you hop in? Like, we kind of have to be ready and available at all times as much as sometimes that takes away from things uh we do but fortunately emily's been super supportive shout out to to my beautiful and wonderful wife oh that's so cute you're right though we do have to like we live in the now and uh it's very hard to plan things in the future because like even with fncs like that wasn't settled in months in advance like it was mm. weeks in advance that you know that was locked in and then okay cool now i know what i'm doing for the next x amount of time that fncs is gonna last um can i tell you a story about when i ruined that trust my wife gave me to play video games all right tell me all right so it was right after i think it was red dead 2 came out and that was before like i even started in this space not not started, but like was actually making relevant amounts of money for me to be like, no, 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 I have to do this. I was just yeah. writing a little bit, you know, making a hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks a month. And that was it. Um, so Red Dead 2 came out. I was still working full time and I would get home, immediately jump on my PlayStation, play Red Dead 2 until I went to bed. And <laughs> that was probably... I think it came out on a Thursday. So I did that Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I played all day Sunday. I played most of the day. And then Monday when I got home from work, she was ready. She was like, it ain't <laughs> no freaking way you're doing this again. You've done and played this game for like four days straight. I'm tired of this. Like, let's, let's do something. And that was the first time where, I realized like, oh crap, I can't just play video games all, all the time and, you know, forget that I have a, uh, she was my girlfriend at the time, but like that was when it really hit, but that was even before I got into having this as a career. And, and as much as that sucked and I probably shouldn't have let it get to that point where she exploded on me, it helps now because we set ground rules then and yeah. we learned from it and developed a better relationship now knowing that like, okay, I know you want to do this, but sometimes just take an hour or two break, hang out with me a little bit. And then you can go back, play video games when I go to sleep. So yeah, that was uh, the worst of it that it's gotten. I mean, granted there's been some other ones like when I had to tell her, gonna be late for uncle's birthday party but we got over that That was out of our control let's yeah it was out of our control but (laughs) if you can tell by context clues that was a recent event um but but no i think um i ran into a very similar thing when i saw when i started to see success in 2020 um i wanted to start streaming 
all the time, right? Like I would literally work, fortunately work from home, but I was working like 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. I would change uh, and jump on stream from 6 p.m. to like 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. sometimes. And then it was sleep, repeat. And and at first I was doing that every day and I quickly realized that's not sustainable, right? Yeah. Like not by any stretch of the means. So we, I ended up dedicating Sunday. Sunday was always the day, like phone is away. Um, everything was all about Emily. That was all about Emily day. And, and so that's kind of what, what really helped um, make creating life with Panda possible. Smart, smart. And for all you guys listening at home, if you're kids, take this advice now. I know you probably won't because I wouldn't have when I was a kid. <laughs> I would have been like, shut up, you old man. Like, this is it's not important. But if you want to keep a significant other and not have them hate you or hate video games because of what it does to you and takes away from you, have these conversations, set boundaries, and discuss things. Because it's really important. Like, both of us are older now. Um, and I would imagine probably the majority of the people that listen to this are on the older side. So helpful advice, learn from our screw ups. So hopefully you don't make them, um, because I've definitely seen the opposite. Whereas like someone becomes consumed by a game, the significant other hates that game because of said significant other neglecting them because of playing it. And then it just spirals out of control. So, you know, you gotta, balance balance is key balance is key for sure um i can only imagine what emily was thinking when Fortnite first came out because <laughs> literally I, would, I was the same thing as your red dead too man I, I would literally again schedule my day around getting home by like five and and just playing fortunately though at the time she worked nights so it yeah. made it a little bit easier but the days that she was off i had to be a little bit more cautious <laughs> all right we're at about an hour um by the way so i'm gonna try and wrap this up because i don't want to keep you i know you said you, you had some stuff going on um well, i'm sure we'll chat outside of, of this and you'll be back on that's a no doubter um <laughs> anyway is there anything else like you want to share like anything you're working on anything that you would just like to mention uh while we have you here and then i have two questions in closing all right um nothing uh just make sure if you're listening tune into the nas watch party it's going to happen at twitch.tv forward slash life with panda um every broadcast day following na east conclusion it's going to be live right before or right as na east finishes maybe some people will get hosted over and then uh we're going to go go into it so it's going to be cool we got people like clay lash ben k and more uh tuning in so Definitely, if you're a viewer and you want a good place to, to watch some Fortnite, uh, twitch.tv slash Life with Panda is going to be the spot to do it. Hell yeah. All right. I'll definitely throw that in the description, too. So if you're not fast in understanding what he just said, uh, it's there's a clickable link down below. So check that out. Uh, it's You can find the schedule, Fortnite Competitive. Just tweeted the schedule on July 6th. So just look at that and then add five minutes after or I guess three hours after NIE starts is probably when NIE starts. Yeah, like 9 p.m. Eastern. Boom. There you go. 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Or, yeah, yep. Pacific time. All right, cool. So, two questions. Wrap up. I ask everybody this. First one, what is 278 times three divided by four? No, I'm just kidding. That's a terrible question. We're not I was like, that. I was like, uh, I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> I couldn't repeat those numbers if I wanted to. No, the actual question is, what is your favorite Fortnite skin? Ooh, um, the Focus skin. So before Reet really took uh, took uh, ownership of that skin, it was mine. You can ask my friend group. You can ask anybody else. I didn't take that thing off for months. So, yeah, that would be my favorite skin for sure. All right, cool, cool. Reet, you heard him. It's panda skin. Get that out. Nah, there's no yeah, way. Get it right, Reed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ugh. You're not taking that back from him at this point. No. Um, let's see. Number two. Mm -hmm. Kind of already mentioned this, but, you know, one more time. Where can everyone find you and what's uh, coming up? Well, yeah, we talked about the NOS Watch Party and TikTok or, uh, and Twitch. Uh, make sure to definitely follow me on TikTok, uh, YouTube. 
those places are are huge so life w panda on tiktok twitter uh and instagram and youtube and twitch it's life with panda and a lot of content coming to youtube soon like i mentioned before i kind of gave you a sneak peek of, of what's to come in the off season of fncs especially leading up to the invitational so uh yeah good stuff coming hell yeah i love it love it well Thank you, Panda, for joining me. I appreciate it. You know, as always, you're the best. Thank you. No, you're the best. Oh. Now, you people watching at home, if you're watching listening, you are also the best. Thank you so much for hanging out. If you sat here for an hour and listened to us, I really appreciate that. Um, this has been another episode of the Fortnite Story, Life with Panda joining me. You couldn't ask for a better episode. If you guys have any complaints, uh, somebody's gun on Twitter, shoot me a DM. If you have nice things to say, I'll take those too. But, you know, we'll see where it goes. Or if you want to join, you know, I'm, I'm open to seeing who wants to join. Thank you so much. Thank you, Panda. And we will see you guys or listen to us next time. Thank you for watching. See ya.